What's up everybody? This is Sides of Boxing with your host, JJ Sermon. There's always two sides to the story, and I'm here to give you in-depth analysis of every important fight throughout the boxing year. So enjoy Sides of Boxing. On this episode of Sides of Boxing, we're going to discuss three important fights that happened uh, during the last weekend of July of 2019. So the first fight that I want to just get right into is a Tevin Farmer versus uh, Gilmore Frenois. And this was a fight in which Tevin Farmer was coming with a, a long winning streak. He is now, uh, he hasn't lost, I think, since 2013. He's 29-4 and four going into this fight. And the opponent that he's facing, Frenois, is coming in at 46-1. and one. So, Tevin Farmer had uh, a, a big fight on his hands. This fight is literally just a fight to get him to the next level with bigger fights with Jojo Diaz, Javante Davis, um, those type of caliber fights that can give him uh, great competition, but also what the fans really want at the end of the day. So, Tevin Farmer uh, went into this fight, and he did a phenomenal job. I mean, he... Uh, ended up getting in the decision, 12 rounds, unanimous decision, and he won uh, just easily, man. It's just like he won literally almost every round except for maybe the round where he hit him with a low blow. It was like around round 10, and that was like um, – I think the guy was like really faking it a little bit, but it is what it is. But I think Tevin Farmer did a phenomenal job. I remember it was one scene in like round – it was like round six where – uh, from where I was throwing so many punches and Tevin Farmer defense was just, he was dodging them. Like he dodged at least like 13 of them punches, like when he was in a corner and it was like, it was beauty to watch because a lot of, I haven't seen stuff like that since I uh, say since Floyd, but I know that's speaking to, to how, uh, and I just speaking to the, the intent of how great Tevin Farmer is because to give a comparison that highly on your defense is very, is very rare. And but I just say that man, Tevin Farmer defense is on point, and he he does a very good very good job of uh, protecting himself, not getting hit, but hitting the other opponent. And so yeah, he improved to the record thirty and four. Um, so now uh, he's right in the the. The path to fight Jojo Diaz or Javante Davis. I know Javante Davis called uh, Tevin Farmer out after his fight, which I'm going to go into next. But uh, Jojo Diaz seems like the more likely candidate because Tevin Farmer is a very, very active fighter, and he's probably the most active uh, belt holder uh, in the in the sport right now because he he fights a whole lot and he fights pretty much every couple few months, like every every three to four months he's fighting again. So. Tevin Farmer is probably going to get Jojo Diaz because I don't think Javante Davis is going to be ready, but he may be. We we will find out uh, soon enough. Um, so yeah, Tevin Farmer is is, is looking like a opponent who is uh, hard to hit, man, and it's going to be hard for anybody, man, to to be able to to disrupt uh, Tevin Farmer's defense, man. So and his offense is really good as well. He doesn't have the KO power. But it doesn't matter if he's winning the fights convincingly and the judges giving him out unanimous decisions, then there's no point in him having to get a knockout. That's literally just what the fans want because we just enjoy that. But I just love watching great defense overall because 
it's a it's a, it's a really hard tactic to do, and a lot of fighters can't do it. So when you see a fighter who can play such great defense, uh, it's a thing to watch. So now I'm gonna move on to the next fight, which is Javante Davis versus Ricardo Nunez. So Javante Davis came into this fight 21 and 0. He almost had, I think, 20 KOs at this point. And Ricardo Nunez came in at 21-2. and two, And I think he only had a few few knockouts to himself in 21, 21 wins. So I'm like, uh, this this is easily going to be uh, uh, a KO more than likely. And it ended up being a KO. Javante Davis ended up being 22-0. and 0. What happened in the incident was that uh, Ricardo Nunez wasn't paying attention. Like he was trying to, it was he's grappling up, and Ricardo Nunez was seemed like he was looking uh, away from Javante, which you always should be protected at all times. And Javante took advantage of that because he acted like he wanted to just uh, give it to the ref, like uh, put his attention toward the ref. And then eventually, Javante just took advantage, hit him with a couple um, great hooks, and then it took him out. And the ref had to stop it; it wasn't no choice. So. That's how it ended. That ended in the TKO in the second round. So it was really quick. And this was Javante Davis uh, homecoming, being back in Baltimore. So that was really fun for the fans to see him do what he do, get the KO, and get up out of there, man. So, uh, yeah, just a great performance overall. Like I said, he called out Tevin Farmer. And I don't. I really know that they don't like each other. I remember a few years back, uh, Javante was – Talking a lot of junk to Tevin Farmer, talking about some get a belt, get a belt, and then eventually Tevin Farmer got a belt. So now, I mean, it's 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 on the crash course for them to meet, man. And it's either gonna be this next fight or it's gonna be the fight after, more than likely. So, um, yeah, definitely looking forward to that opportunity for them, man. And it's just gonna be a great fight. If Javante doesn't get that fight with Tevin Farmer, then I mean, he he definitely has to fight somebody with uh, a better record. Um, who's uh, proven in the boxing uh, world. And, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. He just has to fight better competition as he continues to grow with his stardom. So that's it for Javante. And now the last fight, which was the best and it lived up to the hype fight uh, for this weekend, and that was the Jose Ramirez versus Maurice Hooker. This fight was phenomenal. I can't stress that enough. This fight was so great. Only because that it was coming in, a lot of people were saying this is a 50-50 fight. I mean, they both undefeated. They both have holding a belt. I mean, this was a unification fight, and it ended up living up to the hype. So, Jose Ramirez came into the fight 24-0, and uh, Maurice Hooker came into the fight 26-0 with, like, three draws. So, this fight was evenly... Uh, evenly played out, so evenly paced. So... When the fight happened, uh, it was just uh, so so entertaining from round one up until the part where the round where the fight ended. So in round one, I would go into it in which uh, Jose Ramirez was coming out like strong, Maurice Hooker was coming out strong, but Maurice Hooker was seeming a little off in the sense because Maurice Hooker um, seemed like he was uh, slipping a little bit in the first round, and we was thinking he was about to get knocked down. I was, I was thinking, I was like, oh, he's he's slipping. Like it seemed like he's about to fall, but it, in a sense, it might have been just a wet floor. And eventually, it got to the point where uh, uh, Jose Ramirez hit him with a shot. Um, I think it was like a left hook, and then 
he kind of backed up a little bit more and he slipped and fell, but it looked like he got hit and he fell due to the hit, but it was really a slip. But the ref called it a knockdown, which was very surprising and everybody was kind of freaking out. And Maurice Hooker was really upset because he was trying to tell the ref that, no, I slipped. I didn't get knocked down from a hit. But nonetheless, they called it a knockdown. So Maurice Hooker is already behind going into the second round. Second round come and Jose Ramirez do does what he does very well and that's uh, push the pace. So he was the stronger fighter in this fight, 100%. And I watched it back on the fight. I was seeing that Maurice uh, Hooker was getting pushed to the ropes very often, and it was kind of like they would they would fight in the middle. And I know in the third or fourth round, I mean Maurice Hooker tried to get his fight back, and he and he was throwing some good shots, man. But for majority of this fight. Like Jose Ramirez was just overpowering Maurice Hooker, and eventually every round he was getting them at least to the ropes to a certain extent, and he was throwing shots left and right. And one thing I thought he was going to throw more was his right hook, but he actually was landing a lot of good shots with his left hook, and he was knocking uh, Maurice Hooker down. Uh, or he only he didn't really knock him down, but he was um, he was definitely hitting with some clean shots and. And it was just landing, and eventually we got to the sixth round, and when the sixth round happened, uh, Jose Ramirez uh, caught him with a left hook. Um, first, he did him with a left jab first, then he hit him with a, a left hook, then his right hand, then hit him with another left hook, and then it stunned him. Then he backed up to the ropes, which he shouldn't have done, and he got back on the ropes, and Jose Ramirez just lit him up like because he saw that he was hurt, and then he landed every single shot. The ref had no choice because his head like bounced back like he was losing like uh, consciousness, and then the ref had to end the fight, and Jose Ramirez just took the win because the ref stopped it. And then now Jose Ramirez is 25-0, and uh, uh, Maurice Hooker now got his first loss and he lost his belt. So that's a big win for uh, Jose Ramirez and top rank because now they have the cards in their hands in the 140-pound division as well as going into the next fight because I know uh, Regis Progress and Josh Taylor are looking like they're on a the crash course to meet each other. And the winner of that fight is going to eventually fight Jose Ramirez to be the undisputed 140-pound uh, champion, which is huge. This is the same thing. He's pretty much lining up the same way as uh, Terrence Crawford uh, being undisputed at 140. So uh, it's definitely a big deal because the winner of like those fights are eventually going to move up to welterweight. And you already know how the welterweight division is with Earl Spence, Terrence Crawford, Sean Porter. They, they're going to fight uh, Earl Spence, Sean Porter. I mean, yeah, Manny Pacquiao, Keith Thurman. You still got a lot of uh, Danny Garcia, Mikey Garcia. Still got a lot of competitors still at the 147 division. So um, having one of those guys move up or, or a few of them move up in the 140-pound uh, division is, is is definitely a big deal. And you, sh- you should definitely keep your eye out on the 140-pound division because those guys are moving up. And they're going to the what's way division. And they're eventually going to fight one of these fighters um, in the 140-pound division. So, yeah, that's it for uh, the fights for the this past weekend. Um, there were some smaller fights. I would say like Ammo Williams. He's he seemed like a great uh, prospect. You should keep your eye on him. Tremaine Williams. He's another one uh, that you should definitely keep your eye out on. Um, it's just it's just it's boxing is looking like it's it's trying to get back on track. I know we had some news that weren't good with regards to like Dillian White, but 
other than that, man, boxing is is is, is trying to work on uh, getting better. And this fight, this past weekend, was a great example of what boxing should be. And then we should have more 50-50 fights. We should have more fights that's entertaining. And really, fighters going and giving in their all. And more is at stake. More is on the line um, for each of these fights. So, uh, that's it for this past weekend. Now, I just want to talk to the upcoming fights. So, the upcoming fights is August 3rd. And we have uh, Marcus Brown versus uh, John Pascal. This is for the WBA interim light heavyweight title. As well as Adam... Uh, Kanaki versus Chris Arola and this is for the heavyweight division and this fight is as well as an interesting fight that you should watch August 30th so be on the lookout for that of 2019 so be sure to subscribe through Apple Podcasts or any podcast Spotify anything that you are most comfortable with and leave us a rating uh, that would be greatly appreciated so definitely do that and I thank you all for listening and God bless